0: This is the Kraken! Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Release the Kraken. Really? Release the-, the Kraken. The Kraken <laughs> is to be released. The Kraken will be released. The Kraken is Kraken, <laughs> baby. <laughs> well... Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I'm not even going to ask Producer Joe how he's doing it, because I know how he's doing. You know, he's doing excellent. That's Am right. I right, Producer yes, Joe? Yes, because it's Friday, and a special Gotta one fit is that. that in. Yeah. Did you like me on Hannity last night? Yeah, man. My wife asked me to, uh, actually demanded that I say this. (laughs) She deeply appreciates all the positive emails. We read almost all of them about Hannity last night. I hope you liked it. Thank you all for tuning in. But it was a huge night. What a night to be on the air. Uh, President Trump finally orders the declassification of the documents related to the whole Spygate, Russiagate fiasco, and the Kraken will be released (laughs) finally, and the story will begin to change, although the media will, I don't want to see anything, will avoid it at all costs. (laughs) The story will finally begin to change, and the arc of history will finally turn back in the direction of justice. Folks. Because the information was ordered to be declassified, though, I want to be crystal clear on a few things. There is a process. It's not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. There's still a review process that goes on. It's not like, you know, the Thanos snap where all the information comes out mm-hmm. um, at one time. And it's for a reason and it's understandable. But, you know, we said take it east a long time ago. And uh, a guy emailed me the other day. He's like, hey, listen, well, I think you were a little wrong on that one. Ah, not so much. Mm-hmm. Maybe about the sessions part. But we knew this was all going to happen from um, very good sources. I mean, you know, it's it, a lot of people have good sources, so I don't want to overly dramatize it. But a couple of takeaways from this, and I want to I also be... Uh, don't go anywhere for the second portion of the show. Please. We have a chart. A lot of you have been asking for charts. My wife put together a chart. And I've got a story I've been holding since Wednesday night that I don't want you to miss. It is really, really good about... Let me just leave it at that. It's excellent. But don't I've been holding it since Wednesday because we had so much news. All right. On the declassification front, let's get right to it here. Listen, they're toying with the wrong guy. You wanted to play ball, Nancy. You wanted to accuse the president of a cover up and a crime before you go into a meeting with him where you're trying to coordinate an infrastructure plan. You want to accuse the president of being a criminal after he's been exonerated? After an exhaustive examination of his personal life? He basically got a chest x-ray. You want to play ball? Now let's play ball. Trump's not kidding around. I don't know if you thought he was kidding, but he's not. How do I know this? Ladies and gentlemen, in the order Trump issued last night, in case you missed it again, to declassify the documents related to Spygate. Finally, here's a couple of key takeaways. Number one. Took some notes on this one. I see. Why are the Secretary of Treasury and the Secretary of Energy in there? In the order In other words, the order went out to the Attorney General, the Central Intelligence Agency Director, the FBI Director... But in there, you see the Secretary of Treasury and the Secretary of Energy. Huh. They don't have the Secretary of Education in there or Commerce. Hmm. Why would two cabinet secretaries, departments, Joe, be in a Trump declassification order, basically telling them, you are to show Bill Barr, the attorney general, I'm going to declassify documents you have. About this Spygate case, Wait, Ukraine thing, maybe? maybe I don't know. Huh? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you may not be. You know what? I did, that that was not even. I was even going. But you may be right. You know what I'm talking maybe, about. Maybe yeah. potentially. Yeah. But I think it has to do with Uranium One. Oh, we shall see. But the Uranium One sale, the CFIUS board Hillary Clinton sat on. We will see. But that's suspicious question number one. Uh I'm going to give you some more things. Here's some other things we can expect, I believe, going forward to see. I hope. Number two, we may finally find out who the contractors were in the infamous uh, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court ruling about abuses of the system. In a nutshell, remember, the NSA database was abused, was abused by people who were using it to look people up. It's as simple as that. NSA maintains a database of our calls, our texts, all that stuff. You remember, we've discussed this repeatedly. Mike Rogers of the NSA found that there was something going on with these about queries. People were querying things and looking at stuff they shouldn't have been looking at. He asked the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court to look into it. They issued a report. In that report, they say, hey, a bunch of private contractors are looking at information, and a lot of these queries don't comply with the law. The private contractors and who they are are blocked out. Who were those private contractors? Was it CrowdStrike? Could We don't mm-hmm. know. We don't know who they were. CrowdStrike, of course, is the company that did the analysis on the DNC servers rather than the FBI. Was it Fusion? We don't know. It's blocked out. Hopefully now we'll see that. Takeaway number two, we hope to see with this uh, with this unredacted declassification. The Bruce Orr 302s. Bruce Orr, the Department of Justice official, interviewed Christopher Steele Ah, and passed the information on to Weissman. We have not been able to see, Joe, his summaries. Remember, he was debriefed by the FBI. Agent Joe Pianca was his handler. Mm -hmm. There were 302s, or the, the numerical designation for FBI summaries, of those interviews with Orr. Many of them are classified. What did Orr tell Pianca? Was the full extent of Christopher Steele's lying and is Russian disinformation efforts revealed to Pianka and the FBI? And they still went forward with the FISA? Inquiring minds want to know. Aye, sir. Are there 302s, FBI summaries in January? Of an Of the FBI interviewing Steele's Russian sources and finding out that they were crap or disinformation specialists. January of 2017, why would that be important? If the FBI, ladies and gentlemen, has a redacted summary of an interview in January of 2017 they did with a Russian source and found out he was crap, then why did they renew the FISA two more times after that to spy on the Trump team? Are there records of the Gang of Eight briefing by John Brennan in August? I'll bet there are. Why is that important? Because John Brennan goes up to Capitol Hill in August of 2016 and briefs Capitol Hill about information that is only contained in the dossier he claims he didn't see until December. August, December, August, December. If there are records of that, it's going to be quite difficult for John Brennan to say, oh, yeah, I saw the dossier in December. How did you brief them in August then? Yeah, kind of a problem there. Is the, yeah, you think? Is there an EC, an electronic communication from John Brennan's CIA to the FBI? Ladies and gentlemen, as we've asked for a year and a half to two years now, what was paragraph one? When you open an investigative case, the first paragraph of your memorandum says how you got the case. I was called by a bank fraud investigator. A source told me this. Paragraph one of this case against Trump has never been disclosed. The rumor is there's an electronic communication known as an EC from Brennan's people to the FBI stating why an investigation should be open. God forbid that's information in the dossier. Well, why, Dan? Because how would they have gotten the information in the dossier? If the CIA sending an email to the FBI, it meant the CIA was spying on an innocent American citizen. That's kind of why it's a problem. And kind of why they're hiding the EC. What was Kavalec's redaction? Remember, Christopher Steele, 10 days before the FISA, is talking to Kathleen Kavalec. There's a redaction on travel records she's checking. Was she checking Michael Cohen going to Prague? Meaning, did the FBI know... 10 right. days or two weeks before they swore that Michael Cohen went to Prague to coordinate collusion, that Michael Cohen was never in Prague? Did they know that? Is that what that redaction is? Finally, what the heck was Bill Price Step, the head of FBI counterintelligence, doing in London weeks before the case even opened? It's my shocked look. <gasps> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we've been told the case opened on July 31st of 2016. Well, what was Bill Price step doing in London where all of the case began, according to the FBI? Remember, Downer, yeah. uh, Alexander Downer, the Australian diplomat, meets with Papadopoulos in London. And that tip, that case starts July 31st, conveniently mm. the day after Bruce Orr meets with Andy McCabe in the FBI. Bruce Orr is dealing with Steele. What was Price step doing in London before that? Were they coordinating something? Were they coordinating a, as a tipster of mine sent in this morning, the use of a joint source? Oh! Was Stefan Halper a U.S. intelligence asset also working with the Brits to help set up Trump team members? Is that what? Is that why the head FBI counter intel? Mm. Is that why he was in London weeks before the case they said opened at the end of July? Is that why he was there before that? What was he doing? All redacted, but no more. Mm. They wanted to play ball, folks. Now it's game time. Hence the title of today's show It's Go Time. A lot of cracking going on. All right. A whole lot of cracking going on. All right, we got to move on with the show. We got a lot to get (laughs) to today. Today's show brought to you by buddies at Hair Club. Hair Club, listen, confidence is important. And sometimes one change can make all the difference. Hair Club knows this, and they're inviting you to become part of the Hair Club family to see how getting the most out of your hair can change your life. They understand the emotions you're feeling. They know the questions you have, Hair Club. Hair Club is the leader in total hair solutions with a legacy of success for over 40 years. 40 years they've been doing this. Whether you're looking to revitalize the growth of your own hair or learn more about the latest proven methods for hair replacement or restoration, Hair Club's professionally trained stylists, hair health experts, and consultants will craft a personalized solution to ensure you feel your best and get the most out of your hair. See for, uh, see for yourself how, how powerful great hair can be. Great hair is important. We all need it. Uh, listen, folks, hair club is a great, it's easy to use. They are super helpful over there. We love hair club. Go to hairclub.com slash Bongino today for a free hair health and scalp analysis for new customers. Enjoy a $250 savings. Nice on any given hair club service after your initial consultation. That's hairclub.com/slash bongino for a free. Hair health analysis and scalp analysis and enjoy a $250 savings on any qualifying hair club service after your initial consultation. Hairclub.com slash Bongino. Experience your hair and your life at its best only with Hair Club. I'm certain you'll love the club. Go check them out. Okay, let's go. Hell yeah. So I read this story and we've been packed with news. So stuff has had to kind of sit on the back burner for a little while. But I read this story the other day, uh, Wednesday it came out about Michael Cohen. And what happened is, in a nutshell, because I want to get overly d- too deep in this, I, you know, between Spygate and News, there's a lot going on. The elections, we got a lot of, yeah, to man. get to. But this is interesting. Uh, Michael Cohen, the search warrants Bob Mueller used to investigate Michael Cohen, who, as you know, is Trump's lawyer. The search warrants he used were unsealed by a judge pursuant to a FOIA request by people in the media. Now. What's fascinating about these search warrants is there are portions of it where Mueller, again, goes back to the standard police, state, liberal, Democrat media tactic of using media stories Uh. to justify the search warrant. I'm not kidding. If you read it and you know what, I'll actually throw a section of this in there. Uh, I'm going to take a note on that because I didn't didn't tell Paula before the show. There's a section of the search where where Mueller clearly cites New York Times articles again. So now the New York Times are like investigators uh, for the Mueller team. It it goes back to that circular reasoning that was happening throughout the entire spy drama where the FBI leaks a story. I believe the Mueller team was leaking stories in this case. Follow me, Joe. They leak a story Mm -hmm. to the media. The media writes about the story. The FBI, and I believe the Mueller team, then uses the story in the warrant to get the warrant to do more spying and more investigative work. Mm. (laughs) Sounds legit to me. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, it's just, it is. It is. It's, this is what's happening to our republic. Yeah. Right? It's a joke. Even the studio audience thinks it's funny. Man. It's a total joke. Dude. I'll throw up for you uh, 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 on, on the screen on youtube.com slash no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll put up on the screen. Thank you. <laughs> throw up. What do you mean throw up? <laughs> Although it may make you want to throw up. Caught that. Sections of the report where they do this thing again. The New York Times is reporting. Why are we using the New York Times in search warrants? Why are we using Yahoo News and Pfizer warrants? But it gets worse than that. I got a little bit off track there. It gets worse than that. The media, which, again, has no ability at all to look themselves in the mirror, is going crazy. You're going to hear it over the next few days. Some of you have heard it already. You may have heard it on Thursday, yesterday. Michael Cohen was talking to a Russian, Victor Vexelberg, after the election. Here's what they're saying. There are now records that indicate that this guy, Victor Vexelberg, now some of you who remember the names may Mm -hmm. be thinking, gee, that sounds familiar. Oh, it sure does. Mm -hmm. It sure does. Stand by. Stand easy, as they used to say in a police academy. Michael Cohen after the election. And Cohen's a sleaze. OK, don't think for a second I'm defending. Michael Cohen, Trump's old lawyer, is clearly a sleaze. Mm-hmm. He is. This guy deserves no quarter anywhere. I'm sorry. But after the election, it appears, given the information Mueller got, that Cohen looks like he was selling influence. All of a sudden, Joe, all these retainers come in after Trump's elected president. It's the president-elect, mm, right, mm-hmm. for Michael Cohen. All these big-time, you know, six-figure retainers come in to keep Michael Cohen, Joe, as a, like, consultant. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, folks, Cohen was selling access. He was, it's as simple as that. That's why I have no sympathy for this guy. Mm-hmm. I think he was doing a lot of this without the permission of Trump. One thing, by the way, if you know Trump. Um, and you know Trump's inner circle, they hate when people profit off his name. They hate it. It drives them wild. I'm not kidding. I'm not just trying to cover for somebody. I don't do that. Yeah. So Coe is clearly saying, hey, listen, I'm the guy to Trump. Keep me on retainer. Um, And drug companies and others that paid him. One of the companies that paid him is a company connected to this guy, Victor Vexelberg. Now, the media is going wild because Vexelberg... Obviously, he has some Russian connections. And he's Russian himself, right? Oh, my gosh. These are more. There were hundreds of phone calls between Michael Cohen and people connected to this Russian Vexelberg. So just to be clear, because we do logic here. Liberals, you may st- stop now. Put the show on pause. This is the logic portion of the show. Clearly not your thing, right? Liberals in the media are losing their mind because Cohen is talking to a company run by a Russian they think is suspicious. Vexelberg. Okay, you got that? But Mm -hmm. if you don't mind, throw that MSN piece uh, up. Sorry, the MSN piece. Well, here's from the Washington Post. That's good enough. The Washington Post reported. A particular interest to the documents was hundreds of thousands of dollars Cohen received in the first half of 2017. Keep in mind, that's when Trump just gets in office from an investment management firm called Columbus Nova. The firm, according to documents, is linked to Victor Vexelberg, a Russian business executive with ties to Putin. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is so bad. And it is shady. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, notice how they focus on Cohen says they paid him a total of $500,000 to bring new investors into the company and that Vexelberg was not involved in the decision to hire him, okay? Mm-hmm. So just so we're dealing with principles, the left is upset that someone in the Trump orbit, who Trump clearly did not give any kind of permission to do this, is selling access by dealing with a Russian media, Very bad. We're going to have to do this simple. Media, very bad. Trump is talking to a Russian named Vexelberg. Okay, got it? Mm -hmm. So that's bad, right? The media has said this is bad. Now, who else has Victor Vexelberg been not only talking to, but dealing with it at a very high level for a long time that you haven't heard much about at all. Let's put up this Washington Examiner piece of 2016. Please, please read the show notes at Bongino.com. Or if you're on my email list, I will send you these articles every day. The nice part about my email list is I don't only send you articles from today. I send you articles from the past, from a couple years ago, that are relevant now today, too, that no one else is going to find for you. Okay? I... Washington Examiner piece about Clinton's relationship. Sarah Westwood, September 12th, 2016. Emails show Clinton ties to Russian oligarch under investigation. Who would that be? Who could that be? So we've established principles, right, Libs? You think Michael Cohen talking to people connected to Vexelberg and his company, very bad. You've already said that, right? That is bad. Yeah. That could be collusion. You've said that, correct? Yep. Try to do logic for 10 minutes of your life. Try to be logical, you knuckleheads. Who is the Russian oligarch the Clinton people were talking to? Well, let's see what the piece says. Let's dig in a little bit. Oh, 2016, new emails show Clinton Foundation staff pushed Hillary Clinton's State Department to approve a meeting between Bill Clinton and a powerful Russian oligarch, has her agency, the State Department, lined up investors for a project under his purview. Who is it? Who is that Russian? The Clintons' relationship with Victor Vexelberg. Oh, here he is. Here it is, folks. The Clintons' relationship with Vexelberg, the billionaire whose name appears in the documents, has taken on new significance amid an expanding criminal investigation into his company. Into an expanded criminal investigation into Vexelberg, who's, hold on, keep... Keep that up there. Who is dealing with the Clintons. And yet the Clintons have skated totally. The media is not worried about Clinton collusion. Anything? Nobody hears a word about this. Last week, a piece goes on. Last week, authorities raided the office of Vexelberg's Renova group following allegations of bribery from several of Renova's subsidiaries. That's his company. Oh, wait, wait. It gets better, folks. We're not done. Remember the principle here. The liberal rules are Cohen was talking to Vexelberg and his company. Very bad. Very collusion. Collusive activities. Conspiratorial, collusive, collusion-based, collusion-type activities. The piece goes on from Westwood. Read this piece. It's in the show notes today. It is worth your time. You will be smarter than all of your liberal friends. Vexelberg had been named head of the partnership, dubbed the Russian Silicon Valley. Uh, oh, oh, where we go? Oh, Joe. Yeah, now, Joe can see it, so he gets to cheat, so do the YouTube yeah. folks who've already read ahead. But, uh, you, listen, you guys on audio, I got it. I got it. I'm going to land this plane for you right now. Vexelberg had been named the head of the Russian Silicon Valley project just three months before a Clinton Foundation employee began pushing the State Department to approve Bill Clinton's proposed meeting with Vexelberg and a handful of other executives, Russian executives. What was the Russian Silicon Valley project? Skolkovo. Skolkovo. Yes. Skolkovo. Yes. Skull Yeah. do we have another piece from that Washington examiner, another simple from that? We do. Nice. Like clockwork. It reads my mind. <laughs> I ain't saying anything. I know why. Yeah, I know. You better keep <laughs> quiet on that one. I can I even I can't get away with a lot of this stuff. I'll get some some I told her, I said, I'm sorry, Paula, but now that you're part of the show, I have to like I have to be me. I can't stop. It's uncontrollable. It goes on. <laughs> so let's speak, let's set this up. We're gonna do this logically. Dealing with Vexelberg, if you're anyone associated with Trump like Cohen, very bad, conspiratorial, collusive collusion of the collusive type collusion. And you, everybody needs to go to jail. Now we find out that Hillary Clinton, in fact, has a series of emails where hubs, hubby, hubby boom bots, Bill Clinton wants to meet with Vexelberg Right around the time that Hillary Clinton is being asked to push a Russian technology project that, as you know, being a regular listener to the show, and we can see from Diana Westpiece in The Daily Caller, a project that was widely believed to be used to steal our military technology. Okay, so let me do a Dan Bongino visual for you here. Circle one, Hillary. Hillary has a relationship with Victor Vexelberg. Vexelberg runs the Skolkovo Project. The Skolkovo Project is a Russian military technology uh, theft project where they're stealing our military technology. Who is pushing people to join Skolkovo and send their technology over there? Oh, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton pushes a bunch of companies to go to Skolkovo where they're going to steal their military technology and use it in military applications. After these companies, by the way, have made major donations to the Clinton Foundation where the overwhelming majority, of companies that go over there made donations to the Clinton Foundation. By the way, so did the Skolkovo guy running at Victor Vexelberg. Hmm. Wait, wait, wait. I thought dealing with Vexelberg was such a big deal that we had to raid the offices of Trump's own lawyer, Cohen, to get to the bottom of it. Don't you love liberal show? They want to get to the bottom of everything. Oh, yeah. Right to the bottom. Reminds me of that voice Eddie Murphy used to do. Eddie, I, I love that movie Boomerang. We're gonna get to the bottom of it. Eddie Murphy used to do that voice all the time. <laughs> we need to get to the bottom. Uh, clearly, you don't need to get to the bottom of anything. Clearly, what you're looking to do, and Cohen did some unethical, immoral, gar- and illegal. By the way, garbage. I am not defending this guy, right. but unlike you liberals, we have principles here, Joe. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge what he did was wrong, selling access to the president behind his back for six-figure sums is really unethical. There's nothing wrong with saying, it's not attacking Trump or the presidency to say that. Cohen shafted the president, made him look bad, lied behind his back. This guy has no character at all. Yet why is it that you you indict morally, ethically and legally Cohen for dealing with this Russian who clearly is so deeply intertwined with the Clinton regime on very serious matters. The same Russian is rushing, run, running a technology project widely believed to be stealing our technology to create weapons to kill us. And Hillary's like this with him. Bill Clinton wants to meet with him over in Russia. And yet nothing in the mainstream media... About collusive collusion type, conspiratorial collusive type collusion activities with the Clinton. Nothing. These are Washington Examiner pieces, an actual journalism outlet that does journalism, unlike the New York Times and the Postums. Where are the stories all over the place about Hillary Clinton's collusion? Crickets. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's what you hear. <laughs> You're darn right, crickets. Now, Making this story even worse, some of you are putting what? the pieces together now. Yeah, oh, oh, Joe, it gets yeah. Come on, there, there's dude. so much going on here. So let's establish where we were. Cohen's dealing with Vexelberg on a like consulting thing. Bad, granted. Hillary and Vexelberg are tight. Vexelberg donates to the Clinton Foundation. Bill Clinton asks for special permission as a former president. While his wife is running the State Department to meet with Vexelberg while he's in Russia. He also, by the way, on the same trip, and this is not a coincidence, by the way. On the exact same trip to Russia. Right around the time the Uranium One project is set to be approved in the United States on a board Hillary Clinton sits on, right? She issues no notice of disapproval for it all. She lets it go through Bill Clinton, on the same trip to Russia where he wants to meet with Vexelberg, who's running Skolkovo, that Hillary loves. She loves the Skolkovo project where they're stealing our technology. Bill Clinton also asked to meet with Arkady Dvorovich, who's another Russian involved in the funding of the project involved with Uranium One. Folks... As Bill Clinton goes over there to accept $500,000 from a bank involved in the financial dealings of the Uranium One project. But don't worry. No, no. Whenever you say that, Joe, when you make those literal connections Mm -hmm. that are facts, Mm -hmm. whenever you make those connections, what does the left say? Conspiracy theory! This is a conspiracy theory! what's, What's theoretical about it? Did Bill Clinton not send those emails asking to meet with Uranium One connected folks? Did he not take half a million from a bank involved in the financing of the deal? Did Bill Clinton not ask to meet with Vexelberg? Did Hillary Clinton not have a relationship with Vexelberg, who was running Skolkovo? Did Skolkovo not have an army intel report issued about it, indicating that they were stealing our technology? Did Hillary not push companies to join Skolkovo? Did Skokovo companies that joined due to Hillary's pushing them not donate to the Clinton Foundation? What about that is theoretical? What? And name anything. Conspiracy theory. You colossal dip! This is the worst media disgrace I have ever seen in my life. They make a. A, a, a second and third time removed connection to Trump. Trump's lawyer after the election made some shady deals with a company involved with Wexelberg. Okay. The guy looks like he was selling access, according to the allegations. Right. Point stipulated. There's no moral quandary on my end at all. Bad news. Thank God we got rid of him. The guy's a liar. Hey, um, are we going to ask any questions about Hillary and the same guy? No, 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 no. A holes. This is our media. We're just about the facts. The Washington Post: <laughs> Democracy dies in the darkness. You are the darkness. I got more on this. Don't go anywhere. I haven't even finished. I get gosh, so much to get to. And and, and again, I, I I love my audience to death. I hope I'm not wearing you out i'm not i'm not being this stuff is coming out in drips and drabs and ladies and gentlemen it's hard to tell the story in one continuous narrative because chunks i just saw this cohen stuff wednesday night i'm trying to fit in other news too but this is really important really important your friends look at cohen and his calls to this russian connected to vexelberg your first response should be yeah you mean the guy bill clinton wanted to meet over in russia You mean the same guy Hillary Clinton and their foundation there's Mm. emails about that are like this, that was involved with the Skolkovo project, that was stealing our military technology? The same project Hillary wanted American companies that were donating to her to join? You mean that guy? Conspiracy theory! (laughs) Idiots. (laughs) Idiots. Idiots. All right. (laughs) Policy genius. Hey, it's spring. The time of year when seeds grow into flowers and you grow up, financially at least. Your family needs protection if something happens to you, and that means you need life insurance. Thankfully, policy genius makes it easy to get that financial security without the growing pains. Policy genius. Can't recommend it enough. Really, really easy to use. Listen, folks. Insure the stuff that matters. Go to policygenius.com. You can compare quotes in just two minutes. It's the easy way to buy life insurance online. Just two minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers. To find your best price, listen. Don't spend all day in the internet. Go to PolicyGenius.com. You'll figure it out, and you get back. You'll figure it out. You know, in in just a sliver of your lunch break. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. No commissions, no hidden fees. Just financial protection and peace of mind. No strings attached. And Policy Genius doesn't just simplify life insurance. They also make it easy to compare and buy home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance. Let them do the hard work for you. So next time you stop to smell the roses, pull out your phone and head to policygenius.com. That's policygenius.com. Policygenius.com. Spring is here. Kick it off by nipping life insurance in the bud. We love Policy Genius. Super easy to use. All right, getting back to this. So ladies and gentlemen, we know that this Skolkovo project that Vexelberg is involved in was suspected of stealing our military technology. We already established that as the Diana West piece at the Daily Caller shows. They they take snippets of the Army intelligence report saying, listen, be careful with Skolkovo. The FBI, as John Solomon had reported in The Hill a while ago, uh, an agent from their Boston office had reported that Skolkovo could be stealing our technology to be very careful about this. It was, quote, an ambitious enterprise mm. aiming to promote technology transfer by inbound direct investment and occasionally through selected acquisitions. This is from the Army in 2012. As such, Skolkovo is arguably an overt alternative to clandestine industrial espionage. Hmm. Hillary supported this with her buddy Vexelberg who's running it. But ladies and gentlemen, there's another person who was involved in Skolkovo. He was the curator of Skolkovo. As we see in this media piece where He's deeply embedded with the Skolkovo project, too. And it's a guy whose name appears in a note. Kathleen Kavalec writes when she's interviewing Christopher Steele in October of 2016, just weeks before the first FISA. Oh, there's the note. It magically appears on the screen. Look at that note. We have Trimnikov circle. But right below that, you'll see the word sources, and it says Surkoff. Now, if you listen Friday, you're already figuring out where I'm going with this. Surkov was one of Christopher Steele's sources. Surkov is a Russian disinformation specialist. He has actually bragged about making uh, uh, Americans uh, scattering their brains during elections. This is what he does. Mm -hmm. He was called the Grey Cardinal, the Kremlin. He was Putin's right-hand ideological man. Surkov was the curator of the Skolkovo Project. Oh! Oh, <laughs> so let's make the connections again for the liberals who at home are probably a little slow. So we're all worried and we found this out Wednesday night liberals that is because the, 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 again, they're like the walking dead zombies. Cohen's talking to a company run by Vexelberg and taking money. from. Oh, my God. Collusive type collusion. Definitely. Wait, wait, wait. Do you mean the same Vexelberg you're, you're worried about that runs the Skulkovo project Hillary supports that the curator of that project is a guy named Surkov, a Russian disinformation specialist who brags about scrambling our brains during elections for Putin, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the source of the guy Hillary Clinton paid Christopher Steele to make up the stories about Donald Trump. Nothing to see there, folks. Media people, Pay no attention. Washington Post, remember, democracy dies in the darkness. So don't worry about it. Don't write any stories on that. Let's do six weeks of coverage. Let's do 10 years of coverage on Michael Cohen, a guy everybody in the pro Trump MAGA atmosphere has already disavowed, including Trump himself. The guy is a liar. Let's focus on him for six months and his whatever month long wheeling and dealing behind everybody's back with Vexelberg. But let's not focus on the secretary of state, Hillary Clinton, and the former president of the United States surgically attaching their lips to the rear end of the exact same guy whose buddy, by the way, is providing disinformation to the guy the Clintons are paying to abuse our FISA court to spy on Donald Trump, their political opponent. Don't worry about that. It's a conspiracy theory. What part of what I told you, simple question, what part of what I told you is false? You think I wrote that note? Paula, can you put the note up again? Now, uh, not many of you, Joe has seen my handwriting, and my wife sees it all the time. Mm. Does that look like Dan Bongino's handwriting? No, that's not Dan's handwriting. Thank you, Joe. That is the handwriting of Kathleen Kavalek, a State Department official who is literally talking to Christopher Steele and taking notes, who's telling her a Russian disinformation specialist named Surkov, who is the curator of a military technology theft project Hillary supports, is actually a source for information the FBI used to target the president of the United States, then president-electing candidate. Clearly a conspiracy theory, clearly. You are so dumb in the media. It is beyond belief. It is beyond belief how stupid you are. I will, to the day I die, support the right of a free and fair press. I mean it with passion. But that means you have the right to be stupid. And my gosh, if you fully embraced it. If there was a stupid teddy bear... This is the stupid bear. When you hug it, you get really stupid. They're like this. Oh, I love you. Oh, my my daughter calls uh, stuffed animals stuffies. Oh, give me the stuffy. <laughs> give me the stuff. Teddy Ruxpin, come here, stuffy Ruxpin. They have embraced the stupid bear like you wouldn't believe. You go to Wikipedia, you talk about Spygate, where the president was actually spied on and his team. There are recordings of them being spied on. And they're like, Spygate, you go to Wikipedia, the biggest scam site, by the way, ever send me a Wikipedia piece or Twitter, it's an, I'm sorry, it's an Insta block and your email goes right to spam. Wikipedia is a joke. Spygate, they're referring to, it's a a conspiracy theory. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is, you understand, like, you were engaged in pure, unadulterated propaganda wikipedia the new york times the washington post this is the pro this is embarrassing you know i'm gonna get to this socialism thing in a minute too hopefully but um i don't like supporting left-wing media but my wife and i have been watching chernobyl on hbo and it's a fascinating series mm. and the only the only complaint about it is it's not really a complaint its it's it's I must say, folks, and I mean this. i am you know, I'm not, They're not paid advertisers or anything. There's no promotional considerations here for the series. It is some of the finest television I've ever seen. Hmm. Once you get past the first 20 minutes of the first episode, because it has to set it up a little bit. I, Joe, I'm not kidding. It yeah. is some of the... I, I'm, as a matter of fact, if it comes out on DVD, I don't know if you have HBO or not, I'm going to send it to you because it is worth you. I'll it is some it of the finest television I have ever seen. I'll check it out. It is so engrossing. But when you watch it, it's not an indictment on the nuclear power industry. That's my only complaint is I hope people don't freak out about nuclear power. Mm -hmm. It's not an indictment. on the. You may say, well, how? It was a nuclear disaster. No, it wasn't a nuclear disaster. It was a socialism disaster. And when you watch the series, HBO, whether they know it or not, may be doing a public service. There is no way to come away from why I'm not going to, I mean, listen, there's no spoilers. We know what happened. It's based on real-life events. Right. But when you watch what the KGB, the Soviet Pravda media, they, they interdispersed with real footage of the Soviet media. Paul, am I making this up? Real footage. Reading from a script from the Soviets. Um, Have no fear. Everything's okay. It, it's all good. Don't worry, <laughs> folks. It was just a firecracker. Ladies and gentlemen, between 4 and 93,000 people died. Don't worry folks. Comrade Gorbachev has everything all set. You ever see that movie um Office Christmas Party? where they, they want to have a Christmas party. And uh, there's like this young kid who runs the company, younger guy, and it's Jennifer Aniston's his older sister. And he's the party guy. And the older sister comes into town. And they want to have this Christmas party. And Jennifer Aniston's like the tough boss. And she's like, no Christmas party. So they're sitting around the table. And, and the boss is like, yeah, yeah, no Christmas party. Don't be a Christmas party. He keeps whispering to everybody, yeah. And she's like, I heard you say that. He goes, and the guy, no Christmas party. do will be a Christmas party. This is them. This is the lady on the news. It'll all be okay, folks. It won't be okay everything's fine. It was just a firecracker. It was a nuclear disaster. Get the hell out of town quick. It will all be looking at the KGB guy. Over show. This is the media. This is the media. Michael Cohen is a very bad guy. This is the state issued press release they get from the Democrat party. Michael Cohen, collusive type, collusion type, conspiratorial, collusive activities. He must have colluded with the Russians for Trump. Footnote: Hillary Clinton dealt with the same guy in a Russian theft of our military technology and scope. Oh no, no, leave that out. Can we rewind a Sir, it's a live show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I slipped. But meanwhile, they're looking at the DNC operator over the shoulder, going, "You Pravda lunatics! You are missing the biggest story of our time. We get it. Mistakes were made on the Trump team. Manafort was not a good guy." He had too much stuff going on. Trump fired him. We're done. Okay, we're good. There was no collusion. Cohen was not a good guy. He was doing some unethical stuff. Where is your self-reflection? Hey, we got a problem here, media guys. We're missing the biggest story of our time. You know, Hillary was dealing with Vexelberg too. And by the way, Vexelberg's buddy, Surkov, looks like he was the source for a guy Hillary paid did we just read that on the air and by the way shame on other mainstream media outlets for not reporting this either folks you understand like and I, I gosh I mean this please I am not an egomaniac I promise you and it's not me making statements about not making statements either quote. I, I mean it I give hat tips to everybody and anyone Chuck Ross, Jeff Carlson Sarah Carter, John Solomon Byron York, people have done tremendous work in this case. Yeah. I have followed their lead in many cases. 279, my FBI source. You've done this. I just put it together. You did this. But the sad part about this whole thing is if you're not reading those sources, Chuck, Sarah, Byron, John, you're not watching Hannity at night? You're not watching this YouTube show? You don't know any of this. Do you understand that? You don't know any of this. You have missed the biggest story of your time and you still believe that Trump colluded with the Russians despite the fact that the real collusion scandal between Obama, Hillary, Joe Biden, Ukraine and Russia went right underneath your nose. It's it's a shame it really is it, it, mm-hmm. it, it you watch Chernobyl and I promise you when you see those think of the modern Democrat party and their symbiotic almost parasitic relationship those are opposites I get it antonyms Parasitics probably more appropriate relationship with the media watch the actual footage they play everything will be okay there was a small accident in Chernobyl do you understand how bad that was? Oh, dude! They nearly had a nuclear meltdown into the groundwater that would have contaminated and made radioactive the water for countries surrounding all of northern Ukraine where it happened. It could have killed hundreds of thousands of people due to cancers and radiation. Do you understand how bad that was? And the Russians were like, it's okay. At one point, the guy who's running the plant... Is telling the Russian, uh, you know, whatever uh, guy that shows up, who's part of the, uh, he's a committee man, mm. a Soviet, as he shows up on the ground. We've got it all under control. As firemen from the scene are coming out ah! with it, with radiation poisoning. This is the Pravda media today. Aren't you guys embarrassed? Is there anyone out there with a soul? Any of you at the Washington Post? eager to buck the trend of the of, of the Democrats' version of the tie to history and say, you know what? I'm going to stand up because democracy does die in the darkness, and I'm going to do the right thing, not the easy thing. And if Vexelberg's going to be a story because he dealt with Cohen, then you're darn well sure that Vexelberg's going to be a story because of Skolkovo, Hillary Clinton, and Surkov. But that's a story you're not going to hear anywhere else but here. Where have you heard that Surkov story anywhere else? Mm -mm. Chuck Ross did it. Where else have you heard about it? Why? Are you asking yourself that? You should be. Why isn't the media picking this up? Why isn't the media picking up a story that Christopher Steele was working for Hillary Clinton and Christopher Steele's sources were a Russian disinformation specialist who was the curator of a project that stole our military technology and that Hillary Clinton pushed after companies donated to her? Why isn't that a story anywhere else? Because it's a conspiracy theory? What's theoretical about it? It says sources... Surkov, well, Steele could have been lying. Even worse, the FBI 10 days later swore he wasn't. Did they not? <laughs> Let me quote the FBI FISA. Warren, there is no derogatory information. You have no way out. Either Christopher Steele's sources were Russian disinformation specialists working for Putin, connected to projects, stealing our military technology to kill us, Or Christopher Steele's lying the whole time and we spied on Trump because their source, who they had no derogatory information about, was a liar. How do you get... Please tell me how that's an out. Freaking furious, man. I'm serious. I'm sorry on a Friday to be so down. But my gosh, if you're not listening to this show, please... Share this, folks. We, my wife and I don't need any more money. I'm serious. We don't. We don't need. I don't need any more. Like people, stop me here. Part time. I love it. I, I'm honored every time you mm. say that. But I, I don't live for the accolade. I don't. I, this is my third or fourth career. I'm gonna be 45 soon. I've got two kids and a wife that matter to me more than anything. That's my life right now. I don't need you to share this because I need to be famous. I don't give a damn. I need you to share this because I need the information out there. Share our links. Please. This is what's going on in your name, and you're not hearing about it anywhere. All right. I'm not even... I I, I allotted 20 minutes for that segment. Clearly went over, but it's important. Very, very important. All right. Today's show... Brought to you by a happy company, our buddies at GenuCell. Listen, we love GenuCell in our house. My wife, my mother-in-law, big fans of GenuCell. Hey, you ever just say, I wish this double chin would go away? Well, you, your wish is our command. They're going to extend GenuCell's outrageous Mother's Day sale. They're going to extend it because they love you that much. Double chin, sagging jawlines, and Joe, turkey necks <laughs> Yes, are real problems Until now, introducing the new GenuCell jawline treatment formulated with MDL technology. Big, big fans of this product in my house. Robin S. from Lubbock, Texas wrote, I put the jawline cream on my neck two or three days ago. It's the best my neck is looking over 20 years. Several people told me my face looks young. I'm blown away. The most important email was the one from my mother-in-law. Uh, Danny, get me more of the GenuCell. That's, (laughs) That's the most important email. Listen, you can put harsh treatments on your face, but why would you need that? GenuCell takes care of it for you. For this week only, get the GenuCell jawline treatment. It's yours absolutely free when you order the classic GenuCell for eye bags and puffiness. And with its instant effects, you'll see results in just the first 12 hours. Guaranteed or your money back. Go to genucell.com. That's genucell, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com or text YOUNG to 77453. Chamonix will also include a second surprise luxury gift for a limited time. Text YOUNG to 77453 or visit genucell.com. That's genucell.com. Robin S. from Lubbock, Texas is really famous on my show. We love Robin S. Go to genucell.com. Check it out. Okay, Um, moving on. This I just want to cover quickly. Another story from the Washington Examiner in the show notes today. I'm I'm asking you to read. This is a current one. So transcripts of all these FBI people who testified up on Capitol Hill are all being released now. I'm going to just hat tip Jeff Carlson, by the way, who had this Trisha Anderson tip a long time ago. But now that we've got them formally, the transcripts from Doug Collins, Trisha Anderson is an FBI lawyer uh, who is her, her job was to review FISA applications, surveillance court applications to spy on Americans, mm-hmm. basically. So she says SES, which in the government, if you're unfamiliar with the terminology, means senior executive service. SES in the government's a big deal. Um, It's the equivalent of basically like a colonel or even a one star at some levels. Hmm. Being an SES or a senior executive service member in the government is a very big deal. Tricia Anderson was a member of the SES as a lawyer. So her job is to review the FISA. So this Washington Examiner piece is fascinating about Tricia Anderson, what happened. Anderson says this, this is incredible. So she gets the FISA application right, and she says it's very unusual the way they process the FISA on Donald Trump. Here's the piece. The title of the piece, by the way, by the very excellent Jerry Dunleavy at The Washington Examiner, he does terrific work. Um, Ex FBI lawyer talking about Anderson Carter Page FISA application was approved in an unusual way by McCabe, Yates, and Baker. You think? She said, "Quote in her testimony." Typically, it would not have been the case that people such as McCabe and Yates would sign off on a FISA application before she did. Bottom line is this. Typically, there's a linear way these things are processed, Joe. The Mm -hmm. FISA application goes what we would call in normal everyday parlance. We would say up the chain. Right. It starts at a low level, makes it to managers. Managers send it to headquarters. Headquarters sends it to the director. For some reason, the spying warrant on the Trump team for Carter Page managed to go the other way, folks. It went from the top level, Sally Yates at the DOJ, mm. <laughs> Andy McCabe, the number two at the FBI, and Comey down to Trisha Anderson. Maybe, Joe, now you may say to yourself, why would they do that Think for a second? Why Think would they this do that? Through? Ah, having been a federal agent, I'm intimately familiar with how this stuff works. You think, Joe, it may have been a little wink and a nod and a signal to the people below who would actually look at the thing because that was their job? I think they were winking. That, hey, yeah, I think uh, I think you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Hey, uh, the director, the D, has already looked at this thing, along with DOJ and the deputy director. So, Trish, you may just want to. Yeah. <laughs> So Tricia Anderson says, well, I got it. And it looked like it was already approved in an unusual way from the top down rather than the bottom up. So I didn't really review the application. Oh, you didn't. Oh, isn't that fascinating? So as I've repeated to you constantly, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, there is a reason this case was run out of FBI and CIA headquarters. Because it was a rogue operation. They didn't want anybody beneath them in the chain of command to see, because if they actually reviewed it, it would be exposed as garbage. You get where I'm going with this? Yeah, man. So they give it to the higher ups first who sign off and go, hey, this is OK. Oh! Knowing that. if Yes. Oh, no. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. They get it. The studio. Yeah. Audience knowing it's okay because the director said it's okay. So I better not be the one to tell the director it's not okay. So Tricia Anderson doesn't even bother to look at it. So just to be clear, we're spying on presidential candidates and the president of the United States, team, remember this went on through 2017. We're spying on them just to be clear. You say, Oh no, well Carter Page was fired. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not how this works. They get that the two hop rule. They get to hop from Page to people he was still talking to on the campaign who were probably talking to people in the White House. So you get to spy on that whole network of people just to be clear and nobody's even looking at it? Because the D, and man, did he earn that title. Comey, the director, has already signed off on it? Nothing to see here, folks. Don't you worry. I have a little note here. Sometimes I write myself notes to remember stuff. This small cabal of people, maybe 20 people, Comey, McCabe, Rabicki, Baker, Page, Stroke, Brennan, Cohen, Obama, Lynch. This small group of people, Carlin, they can do all of this. You're telling me in a country of 330 million people that if a group of 20 anti-Trump lunatics gets together and decides they want to spy on the president of the United States using Russian disinformation specialists feeding information to a discredited former British intel guy named Christopher Steele who can't even keep his own story straight and makes stuff up about a Russian consulate and forgets key details of his story that they can gloss on all, all over that and spy on all of us whenever they feel like it. Again, media people, don't worry. You just keep sitting on your collective rear ends and do absolutely nothing while the Constitutional Republic falls apart. And by the way, to the alleged libertarians and the guy who tweeted me again this morning, who's a friend of mine, and you'll always be a friend, don't worry. Keep talking about impeaching Trump for not obstructing the investigation that was allowed to continue while the biggest spying scandal of our time. Keep it up, Amash. You're right on target dope my gosh i'm not even kidding The, the republic is evaporating before our eyes we've got a media that's that's knowingly playing along there's nothing wrong in chernobyl someone have the potassium iodide what's that for nothing nothing i've got a little goiter problem D- don't worry, folks. There's nothing to... C- Justin Amash, don't you worry. Let's prioritize impeaching the president for not obstructing on obstructing charges. Yes, that's a great idea. Libertarian. Libertarian... Liber- oh. Guy this morning. How am I supporting the police state? <laughs> I didn't even have... I wasn't even going to tweet back to him. I sent him right to the YouTube. I'm, I'm not even bothering. Matt, I'm Sorry. You can watch the YouTube, like, I was forced to listen to Justin Amash's stupidity. You can now listen to the counter case. I am not going to explain to you on Twitter. If you are so dumb, you can't figure out what's going on. A small cabal of people can do all of this. Unbelievable. All right, let me get to this socialism story because it's important. All right, we got a new sponsor, Boosted. This is really cool. Uh, Boosted. Ladies and gentlemen, instead of sitting in traffic, searching for parking... Or smelling your seatmate's sandwich on the bus. That's gross. Imagine riding the streets, wind in your hair, on your own. Boosted electric vehicle. Time spent in traffic is time not spent exploring, creating, and having fun. Use Boosted to get where you need to be faster. Getting from point A to point B means spending more time waiting than moving. If you're sick of waiting to to get to where you're going, let Boosted give you a lift. Boosted's vehicle grade electric skateboards and scooters are the modern solution to your transportation these things are really cool really the remote is super easy to use I, was, I have one super easy to use uh, you just have to go out and get a little bit and you'll be great you'll be motoring right ahead with a 22 mile range and max speeds of 24 miles an hour Boosted is perfect for running through the store and traveling across town it's designed to provide a luxurious experience it's no wonder that Boosted was one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2018 with five options to pick from, including their new scooter, the Boosted Rev, which is really cool. Check it out. There's a personal electric vehicle that's tailor-made for you. Check it out. Starting at $61 a month with financing, there's no better time to change how you move than now. Right now, Boosted is offering our listeners a $75, uh, $75 off the purchase of an electric vehicle when you choose the code DAN at checkout. Go to BoostedBoards.com. Use the code DAN at checkout to get $75 off your vehicle that's BoostedBoards.com, promo code Dan at checkout for $75 off. Make sure you check him out. It's really cool. BoostedBoards.com, promo code Dan, $75 off. Okay, uh, moving on. So I saw this poll just to show you again how the Chernobyl media, Russian disinformation special. There's nothing to see here. Don't evacuate. Um, the media, again, has done a horrible job of, of covering for the last Joe, uh, I don't know, maybe... 100 years, maybe yeah. 80, 80, 90 years for socialism. Uh, remember, it was um, the New York Times and their horrible editors at the time during the Soviet, uh, you know, a, a purge and, and, and pillage of their own people that covered for the Soviet Union, making it out to be a communist utopia. It was the New York Times that did that because they mm. were a de facto problem in the United States. Well, the the mainstream media's failure to cover the evils and horrors of socialism now, what it really is, has the American people believing socialism is Sweden when in fact socialism is Cuba, Venezuela, death, destruction, economic depravity a lack of healthcare access, early death and starvation. That is what socialism is. So we get polls like this from our friends at Legal Insurrection. I'll have this piece up at the show notes today by Mike Lachance. Feel the burn. New Gallup poll finds 40% of Americans support socialism. My gosh, what are you thinking? Do you know what socialism is? The chances are some of you, my audience, I know you do, but some of the liberals listening do not because the media wants them to believe that socialism exists in Scandinavia, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, other countries, and it exists as as kind of long vacations in Europe. That's socialism. It's so great. Ladies and gentlemen, that is not socialism. Those are big government nanny states with enormous tax structures and an enormous government. But the government in those countries does not do what socialism does. Socialism is the government control of the means of production. In other words, producing stuff, food, farm equipment, iPhones, all of that stuff is run by the government. And that's why none of it gets produced in socialism countries. And that's why people die of starvation. Do you understand that? Government control of the means of production is what socialism is. It's not a joke. It's not speculation. It's not a theory. It is the definition of socialism. If you live in a capitalist free market economy, like Swedes, like Danes, like they do, like people from Norway and France, if you live in a free market capitalist economy, it is not socialism. It may be a big government, high tax nanny state, which I don't agree with, but it is most certainly not socialism. The media has done nothing to make the distinction. Therefore, you have 40% of Americans who believe socialism is long summers in Europe. When it is the government taking over your business, your factory, your livelihood, your job, your food supply, your health care, your kids' education, your media, and everything else. Thousands of them will die. Oh, I was going to... God, I just missed it. I was going to Thousands of them will die. That is what socialism is. Yeah. You have an iPhone. You have a remote control. You have a computer. You have a, a papermate pen. Mm-hmm. None of this exists in socialism. You know what the pen says? Made by Mother Russia. Therefore, it doesn't work. I spent time in Russia. Oh, where's Bob Mueller? Paula, check. Is Mueller at the door? No, no Mueller yet. Mueller, he has Russian I spent a lot of time in Russia. You ever see the Lada? You know what the Lada is? Joe knows the Lada. When you went over to Russia in the early 90s, (laughs) there was this one common theme in Russia. These boxy, crappy cars that were all sitting on the side of the road broken (laughs) down. They were called Ladas. They were made by a Russian car company. They were the worst cars in human history. You were lucky not to die driving the car off the lot in an explosion. (laughs) Because they were made not by a free market company that had an interest in producing quality products. They were made by a Russian government that brutally forced people to work in factories to produce these products for no wages at all while they were starving to death. So therefore, you got a crappy car. You also got really crappy, poorly designed nuclear power plants. I can't bring this up enough. Like the power plant at Chernobyl, which is oddly named after Lenin. Oddly, I say sarcastically. Which exploded during a safety test and killed, as I said, anywhere between 4,000 to 90,000 people, depending on what estimates you use. In the most, some of them, by the way, in the most immediate and horrifying way possible. I'm telling you, you watch this series. Don't get down on new nuclear power is very safe. Every every industry has accidents. I hope in new nu- I hope the nuclear industry doesn't take a beating from this like they did with Silkwood and those other movies. Mm. It is an indictment of socialism. The lies, the deceit, the death, the starvation. The struggling economy, the police state tactics, the Pravda media, this is what you want? You're telling me four out of 10 Americans, you're telling me I'm going, uh, you know, I'm headed out in a a little while to head out on on another trip. You're telling me that out of the 10 people I meet, four of them want that? You want state controlled media, state controlled food production, state controlled healthcare, state controlled public propaganda in the schools. Poorly constructed nuclear power plants. A horrible food supply. And a lot of cars? You're telling me that's what you want? No, no, no. I, I wanted socialism. That is socialism, numbskull. Did you miss that? Have you ever cracked a history book? Ever. At any point in your life. You have an obligation to educate your kids. You're a big government democrat? Fine. I'm not you like the government to have social safety nets and social security, go vote for it. I don't believe in any of this uh, 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 any of this big government nonsense, but you may. But telling a pollster you believe in the government control of the means of economy, of the means of production and economy, when you clearly have no idea what you're talking about, that polls should read 40% of people are idiots. You're talking about the death and destruction of your kids and their grandkids if they make it that far extremely extremely disappointing all right um, one last story i want to get to before we uh break for the week it's been a great week by the way thank you so much for sharing the content always means a lot to me yeah thank you joe always gives a round of applause i love that uh there's this growing liberal push to abandon the electoral college oh, yeah. Nevada's has taken a vote on it we have the story up at bongino.com it's in the show notes today in the show yesterday nevada votes to upend the electoral college ladies and gentlemen this is very dangerous um Here's how this is going to work. The Electoral College, as you know, uh, we do not pick presidents by the popular vote. That's for a reason. We are the United States of America. As I heard, um, who was it? It was a Fox commentator today. Forgive me. I would attribute if I remembered. um, And honestly, I don't. Um, I'm not trying to steal someone's stuff. This is not mine. Let me be clear. But he said, we are the United States of America. We are not the uniform states of America. Ladies and gentlemen, we are one country, but we are a federalist. We, 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 federalism is the operating principle. States are independent entities. That's that's the way it is. There are sta- There are powers delegated to the states in the Constitution and powers delegated to the federal government that are very limited in the Constitution. We are 50 independent states who subscribe to the Constitution for a limited set of powers. We are not the uniform states. We're not supposed to be uniform. Every state has different interests. Wisconsin farmers have different interests than New York bankers. Doesn't make them bad or worse. They're both important, but it makes them different. That's the reason we have a federalist system, system of federalism, where states are given equal amounts of votes for senators, but their population is weighted, so they get in the House of Representatives side more of an impact where they're more densely populated. The electoral college at the presidential level is meant to balance that states with a bigger population get more electors. If a presidential candidate gets 270 presidential electors, he wins. It is not based on the national popular vote for a reason. People in Wisconsin and Colorado and New Mexico and Florida do not want New York and California picking the president. It will be all about New York and California interests and not about the rest of the country. Right. We are the United States, not the uniform states. Of course, liberals want to throw that in the tank because that's what liberals do. Because when they can't win according to the rules, Joe, they have to change the rules because they're mini tyrants. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. They're weak little mini tyrants. So because Donald Trump lost the popular vote, they want to throw that system out and institute a system where if enough states sign on to the popular vote compact and Nevada is, I believe, the uh, 15th state or the 19th state, forgive me, they have 195 electoral votes now. So they're, they're getting close, 75 more and they'll be there. To basically say this, and if this is complicated, Joe, stop me. No, easy so far. Even though each state's electors are supposed to vote for the person who wins in that state. In other words, Florida has 29 electoral votes, where Mm -hmm. I live. If Donald Trump wins the Florida election for president, it doesn't matter what happens anywhere else, then those 29 electoral votes go for Donald Trump. You understand? That's how the system works. That's right. It's meant to balance power with the states. That's not the way this would work anymore. Because if states were 270 electoral votes whatever, if it was Florida, Colorado, and all these states sign on and say, we're not going to any longer vote for who wins in our state. We're going to vote who wins the national popular vote. Then what happens in the states is entirely irrelevant because they've, or the 270 uh, electoral votes with the states that sign on and they're getting there. Nevada's up there. All they need is a few more than the popular vote and the state's rights will go out the window. Because they're all going to pledge to vote for whoever wins a popular vote, not in their state. Pretty simple to understand. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, have you thought about the problem with this? Of course they have Liberals don't think about anything because they're liberals. Not thinking is their specialty. They're very good at it. What if you're in Colorado? What if you're in the state of Colorado and you sign on to this popular vote compact? And in your state, Hillary Clinton wins by three or four points. Or Bernie, whoever's running, Joe Biden, doesn't matter. Excuse me. But at the national popular vote level in 2020, Donald Trump wins. And he wins by a sliver. How do you think your Colorado friends and buddies that put you in office are going to feel when you're an elector? Sorry, I got to vote for Trump. You guys signed on. Oh, oh, you didn't think that through, did you? No, because liberals aren't very bright. And they assume they're always going to win the popular vote. Mm Mm-hmm. They haven't thought about what Thomas saw. what does he call, um, level two analysis. What happens if Trump wins the popular vote? What happens if Trump wins the popular vote and all of the states that sign on with this, Hillary or Bernie or or, or, Bird or Biden, wins in all of those states? Now Donald Trump, let's say, wouldn't that be amazing? Let's say New York and California sign on. Donald Trump wins all 50 states' electors because he wins the national popular vote. And all the states that signed on were uh, Biden-Bernie states. You can see where I'm going with this, Joe? Yes. Donald Trump, landslide. He wins every state's electors. How'd that happen? He only won the popular vote by 0.5 points. These idiots all signed on. Right, right, right. They said they were going to vote for the popular vote winner. Have you thought about that? Legislators in those states, have you thought this thing through? There's a reason your electors choose who won in your states. Because in your states, those are the people you answer to to get elected, knuckleheads. Oh, man. Liberals, gosh. You guys really got to crack a book sometimes. It is embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right, folks. <laughs> a little different tone than yesterday's yeah. show where it was like a, a happy, happy, joy, joy, red and stippy time. But it just woke me up this way. I was frustrated with this Vexelberg thing because his connections are clearly to the Clintons, but no one wants to talk about that. All right. Thanks again for another great week. Please subscribe to this show, youtube.com slash Bongino. You can also subscribe on Apple podcasts, iHeart, SoundCloud, and Google podcasts. The subscriptions help us move up the charts and they are all free. Thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. Thanks for supporting me, Joe and Paula. We love your emails. It means a lot. I will see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard the Dan Bongino show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24 seven at DBongino.